Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and this is the podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or exotic destinations, or somewhat mundane destinations as well. And hopefully, uh, excited to be here, even though it's fairly early in the morning, is Emily. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) And our ever energetic Lee. Howdy. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing it for the team. Bringing it for the team. Oh, my God. We need it. Um, (laughs) We need it. We need it. You know, I always thought I was the most energetic person I needed. I I knew, and then I turned fifty, and then um, then I met Yuli. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment, by the way. Well, thank you. I take it as one. <laughs> okay. So, unlike last week, I do know this week's topic. It's another quiz, uh, kind of. It's more like a Reddit ask me anything kind of thing where you can learn a little bit more about us, but hopefully maybe you get a few travel tips along the way. Uh, The questions that we're going to be using are uh, courtesy of Thither. I will spell it T-H-I-T-H-E-R. 101 things to ask a traveler, fun travel questions, and conversation starters. These make for great pre-trip travel companion questions, so you're not too surprised once you're along the way to the journey. Um, we're not going to do all of them, 101 is a lot, but maybe we have another podcast where we come back and do a few more. But as always, before we begin, a word from our sponsor. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives, but fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career, prepare for a promotion, start a new business with the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education's fully online professional certificate programs, available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us. Okay, question number one is uh, for everyone, obviously, which is the frequent flyer programs that you are part of. Ooh. Are you guys part of any frequent flyer? I guess Southwest is the one I'll use whenever you know when you like book flights and they're like what's your like whatever account number or something i'll use southwest uh i'm pretty sure i have like JetBlue and delta and united too but i don't really book with them that much i also don't never use my points for some reason i just like keep accumulating them and then i'll always they just, expire like, yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm, I I belong, like Emily, I belong to a bunch and I was a very avid, loyal um, JetBlue person. Um, Like I even did like whenever I could do their shop blue and earn extra points by shopping online, I did. Um, It's all in the past tense because 
JetBlue no longer services is no longer in the Long Beach Airport, which is closest to me. And there are certain things that I refuse to go to LAX for. But I okay. I I love JetBlue. Um, I belong to Delta, United, Southwest, American, um, a couple of hotel ones. But I I really veer away from hotels because I do more Airbnb mm-hmm. um, when I travel. Um, and I do use my miles, but I use my miles usually for either in like at one point in my life there was an emergency so I use miles for that or when I want to fly folks out to see me so it's a nice because you know if, if it's a free ticket for them it's there's more flexibility so <laughs> it's always my great way to entice folks to come out how about you Zen um all of them <laughs> so um well okay there's there's two different ones so two different answers is that um I don't actually I'm not a loyalist to any airline. Mm-hmm. It's whoever can get me there the cheapest um the cheapest and reasonably. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to take a flight to France that takes like five planes, but otherwise I will go on essentially any airline that is not of ill repute. <laughs> um so I mean United, Delta, everyone you know, I'm sure I have a TWA one from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pan America. No. So I have a, um, actually, I just, I sign up for everything. I don't use anything in particular. If I do lean towards one, it's just because of a legacy issue is that I've been like a, US, uh, I'm sorry, a United Airlines guy for, I don't know. I mean, something like 40 years or even when I was a kid. Um, my parents signed me up and they have, I believe, a relationship with Eva Air and, um, oh, Lon Chile, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, Lon Chile is one of the only ways I can go to South America with my wife. And also Eva Air is one of the best airlines to go to Taiwan with. So since they have a relationship, I kind of lean towards the United one. But pretty much it's just whoever can get me there the cheapest um mm-hmm. um the cheapest uh as far as i guess if we're going to go um loyalty rewards for um hotels i am a big fan once again this is kind of i was forced into it is the marriott system mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's because i used to be a big starwood person um starwood was uh merged with merged bought out by marriott and so therefore i am now a marriott member (laughs) however i do have a chase um rewards card Mm -hmm. that i believe will reward towards marriott and another another hotels chain but i'd never use i mean pretty much marriott is marriott i'm pretty good with any marriott um property anywhere i go Mm -hmm. so nice uh uh-huh yeah. So, okay. Um, question number two: How would you describe your favorite travel destination? That's okay. hard because That's yeah, <laughs> like I don't know the whatever one I'm going to next. Like I mean, really, it's this. It's like I don't know. I'm not a parent, but like, which one's your favorite child? You know. <laughs> Well, how do you describe? What are the qualities of your favorite of your favorite travel destination? 
food. You can even say okay, um, or, or, you, or you can even say, um, or fav- favorite travel destinations. How's that? The qualities of them. Food. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lee. We know. <laughs> I should have answered that for you. <laughs> uh, the culture. I guess, or history. I don't know. Every place is really interesting. So I, I feel like they all have their own culture and history, but I guess that would prioritize if I'm more interested in one or more familiar with one. Um, maybe safety. If I, That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or kind of along the same lines, like transportation-wise, is it solid public transportation? Is it walkable? Or, you know, what is that situation like? That'll probably be a thing that I consider. <laughs> you know, I would have to... Oh, yeah, go go, no, 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 you go ahead. I would say... Um, I'm, it, I don't know if the term is intellectually curious, but just curious. I always want to learn something new. Mm-hmm. So whether it be art, culture, food, or whatever... So that's wherever I go, I want to learn something new. So usually I've said this before, it includes lots of museums, but also different mm-hmm. foods. I just want to learn uh, something new that I didn't know before. And yes, safety is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, it's, you know, because I'm trying to think of why did I decide not to go to certain places? Um, if there isn't enough, like, I've I've turned down some absolutely gorgeous, you know, destinations just because I just don't want to sit at the beach all day. Like there's got to be a diversity sure. of things to yeah. engage. Oh, me. that's true. That's a good point. Uh, I also oh. like for me, I also like a level of challenge, um, which is why I tend to choose places where I don't speak the language. Uh, though my Spanish has not improved at all in light of that, <laughs> um, I do go to Spanish to English speaking countries. Uh, but it's because there, you know, there's something, there's a historical element. I haven't been there before. And that's my, you know what, that's the underlying thing is if I'm traveling, my preference is always someplace I haven't been to before, unless there's somebody else involved. I'm meeting up with a friend, you know, in Portland or something like that. But rarely ever will I go back to revisit a place because my list of new places is too long. All right. Well, this this question is um, <clears throat> the, the kind of what you kind of addressed. Maybe I, I'm kind of curious to hear what the answer to this is for you, Lee. Mm-hmm. Is what's the longest cruise you've ever taken? If you don't like just hanging out <laughs> at the beach, a cruise seems like your you know your enemy. Well, that's a loaded question because I did semester at sea, so I would say a hundred and what was it, a hundred and seven days? Yeah, um, with the it's longest time. At, <laughs> but the lo- our longest time at sea was two and a half weeks. So I mean, because oh, it was wow. from uh, or just around two weeks because it was from Kobe, Japan, until we docked back in um, Seattle. Whoa! And because we were crossing the Indi- uh, the international date line, it was you know, they wanted to go slow and lose it an hour each day. I have taken one cruise since then. Um, it was like a three. I I would you know describe it as a three day booze cruise, and I absolutely found it as stimulating as um, bubble gum is to like being compared to a satisfying meal. Um, <laughs> But that's because, I mean, but I mean, literally, I mean, how do you compare a three-day booze cruise to like literally something that 
totally completely changed my life. So, <laughs> but I'm not a, and I, I've said to folks, you know, I'm not the cruising type. However, there's a huge asterisk because I would, I would be open to doing like a, a river cruise, like a Danube or something Ooh, like that or an Amazon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not the person you want to take on a carnival cruise. <laughs> I, 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 it would have to be something really, really special. Nice. Um, what about you? I think my longest was probably a week. I would say I don't. I think that's how long average cruises are. Uh, I've done a couple actually. I haven't gone on one in a while, but when I was growing <laughs> up, um, I think my first cruise was a Caribbean cruise, um, probably about a week, and then I've done Alaska. Um, yes, Alaska. And then I did an, a second one in the Caribbean as well. Those are, I think that's it. But I totally with you, Lee, like the river cruise, mm-hmm. I want to do that or something to that extent. That sounds really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But cruises for me, because they were only a week-ish long, we were docking almost like every other day or so. So there's a lot of land activities to do. And also I was like in elementary middle school. So my, I was perfectly stimulated with like the ping pong table and the buffet and the pool and the whale watching in Alaska, like <laughs> totally fine with me. And then of course, like the other day it would be like a travel by right, sea day and the next day it would be on land. So I was completely okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have gone on three cruises. So I've been to Alaska. I've been to the Bahamas. Jeez, uh, I think the Bahamas twice. Mm. It's, Bahamas it's that cool. memorable. <laughs> um, well, no, the, the 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 boat ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so <clears throat> so I would say. I mean, I'm like you, Lee. It's just mm-hmm. like I can't sit on the beach all day long. That just kills me. But when I did take a cruise for the first time, I really found it relaxing mm-hmm. because I'm kind of one of these guys that's just like I always have something I have to do, whether it's cleaning the garage or building something or I just had to – I'm always kind of like got something to do. And being on a cruise just forces me to go, oh, shit. I, I got, what am I going to do? And it forces me to slow down and stop looking for things to fix or do or whatever. <clears throat> um, now, and luckily the, the, the one to the Bahamas was a short one. It was like a three or four day one. And then it's just one day out. You spend two days there and then come back to Florida. The one to Alaska was a seven day um, out and back, but at least the destinations were really cool too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not against them, but if it was just a booze cruise going around in a circle, drinking my brains out, um, mm-hmm. I, I have no interest whatsoever, but my parents have gone on, a, um, down the Danube. Mm, what they say, you know, this was probably 25 years ago when they just started first started doing them mm-hmm. and they loved it. Oh, they loved it. Like something, I think it was like a 15 day 
<clears throat> it was all the way from like Amsterdam all the way to like Budapest or something Whoa, like that. That's awesome. Wow. To Hungary. So the thing is that, you know, they went through the Netherlands, they went to Germany, you know, they went, uh, you know, they went through Austria, they went into Hungary. And one of the things I, they kind of described it was your hotel moves to where you want to go. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. So, so the thing is like, they would, they would go they would jump out run around in amsterdam spend the day there check it out and all the major cities at one point were on a waterway because that's the way you can move cargo and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then they would go back to the you know and back then apparently it was very luxurious so it's like you get back to the boat you would eat dinner fall asleep and the next day you wake up hey my hotel room's in a different city and then you go run around the city for another day or two <clears throat> and then, you know, run around for the day, get back, eat a luxurious dinner. I mean, I think they would had breakfast and dinner. You had to figure out your own lunch. And every day, 15 days in a row, they, you know, the boat would move. It would go at night. Mm-hmm. And then they would just wake up in another city. And they just loved it. Oh, wow. So they thought that was fantastic. So that sounds like something I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> What's your favorite capital city? <laughs> well, obviously <Crickets>. these <laughs> obviously the questions were not provided to the participants ahead of time. Well, no, it's just so hard because I'm thinking like, okay, state capital. You know, it's right. like, okay, well, I loved London. I loved Paris, but I didn't love them because they were capitals. I loved them because they were really cool cities. Yeah, you can, um, but I mean, it doesn't matter if, I, if they're a capital city. What was your favorite? This goes back to my favorite child. Um, in this moment, no. I'm going yeah. to say. In this moment, I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to say Havana. Ooh, nice. Oh, That's yeah. Very cool. Because that really was like a capital city that was completely different than other parts I visited. Um, yeah, it was. It was definitely memorable. It had distinct aspects to it. Yeah, I will pick Havana. I have no idea. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, you know what, this is awfully American of me, but, um, I'm going to go with DC. That's what I was thinking. I was, you know, I was so on that. Okay. I wasn't sure if this was going to be a popular, popular opinion. Cause I mean, I love Paris and I love, you know, there's so many, Santiago is beautiful, but, but, but the thing is Washington DC is that perfect combination of history and um, a co- perfect combination of history and just a museum system mm-hmm. is just yes. so amazing. And people forget the museum system when I, you know, that's the zoo, the mm-hmm. National Zoo. It has, you know, all those different, you know, all the different portrait museums. They have modern art. They have history. But also, you know, you have all the Capitol buildings. I mean, there's just so many things there. So, um yeah, very American, very pro-American. So, <laughs> Emily, okay, you I was, agree? I was going to agree. Washington, D.C. was definitely, I was like, do I do our American country um, capital or should I choose something else? But my follow-up was London. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like London, similar reason. Uh, I mean, there's tons of museums. 
walkable. It's, you know, got the foreign aspect and I feel like there's just tons to explore just within London. Like London's its own country already. And then you step out of London <laughs> and then there's other parts of England that you can go to. But that, that was a tie between DC and London for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number five, what is the one drink you always get during a flight? Club soda, no ice. Ooh. I think I always get ginger ale or apple juice. I always get either ginger ale, I, I ginger ale or uh, Virgin Bloody Mary. Ooh. So you can ask them for the Virgin uh, Bloody Mary mix, Bloody Mary mix, which comes in a can. Yeah, just an ice, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but ginger ale, I always seems to ha- seem to have a tummy ache mm-hmm. on a plane for whatever reason. <laughs> so ginger ale kind of is really nice. Oh yeah, for sure. I think what decides it for me is if one, if I'm having a tummy ache, and two, if I want something bubbly on my tongue or just like a smooth apple juice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something, boy, I wish uh, I re- wish I remembered, but they were saying something about when you're on a plane, your taste buds are affected differently. Hmm. And so that's, and you taste things slightly different. I think it was uh, Kath- Kath- Katharina told us something oh. about that at one point. So, okay. Number six, what is the name of the s- smallest town you've ever visited? The smallest town. Well, okay. Um, I guess this counts. Uh, Union, New Hampshire has 500 people. It has no grocery store. It has no bank. It has no school. Or when I was there, it had no school. But you could buy... Um, those large international scout trucks for like commercial purposes, and it has a lumber yard. Oh. Okay. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I this is not going to be the smallest town, but the smallest town that I know that I can name. Um, I grew up in a city called Avon Lake in Ohio. And to this day, the whole city population is like twelve thousand. <laughs> um, that's that's like the um, that's like the amount of population that disappears from our well, current city, Irvine, when um, the students go home for summer. <laughs> that's that's the change, just the change in our city. Zen, I grew um, up in a town of four thousand five hundred. Oh. And I think that was counting, and I think that, like, honestly, I think they were being a little, like, a couple of dogs got counted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I, I lived in the big city. Yeah, that is, like, we went to the city, like, that was straight up the city for us. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God I, I, I remember, it. I remember when I grew, was growing up, they opened a McDonald's in our city. <laughs> and- <laughs> And we went, oh, my God, we have finally made it. We have a McDonald's here now. <laughs> and then we would have all of our birthday parties at McDonald's. It was such a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> and, and the movie theater was um, – it's outside of Cleveland. So they actually took the old 
trolleys, not even a train station. They used to have a trolley that went from our city to to uh, downtown Cleveland. And that, you know, I don't know how long that took. But when the trolleys closed down, they didn't know what to do with the building. They t- turned it into a single screen movie theater. Nice. You know, so, I mean, it was, it was this little, little town. So um, I can't even imagine what... 5,000 is like. Okay. Okay. You've sparked my memories then. I have been to Ohio and my, <laughs> <laughs> my small town is also in Ohio. Um, I visited Brookville, Ohio a couple years ago, which oh. is where my mom um, and her family first like came to America basically. And their town, I just did a quick Google. Oh, did I do a quick Google? Their town is supposed about 5,000 in population. Um, and that was such a trip to me because, well, one, it was like my mom was returning to this town after like 40 years of her, like the last time she'd been there, it was 40 years ago. So it was like walking into a museum because I'd heard about all these things and all her, her whole life there, but now seeing it in real life, it was, it was such a trip, but it was funny talking to um like the people that she knew um there and they would say oh yeah like i forgot their names but let's say like bob moved out of the house and now he's out in the city but like the city to them was just like the town it was like where my mom had come when she was 18 it was completely farm just farm and then the city to them was like a 15 minute drive to you know where the stores were so I guess it was more of a town, but they would say like, oh, he moved out, <laughs> like he moved out 20 minutes away. Uh, but it was so crazy because driving into Brookville, Ohio, it was like, I've, I don't know, it's just so much corn and so much farm and it just turned into dirt road for such a long way. Uh, so yeah. And then I remember talking to my mom's friend's kids and I think I had just graduated from high school or something like that. And we were talking about high school graduation or like how big your high school population was. And I just like could not wrap my head around because for some reason I thought I had a small high school. My graduating class was like 200. I don't know why that's like small to me. I don't know why. And then the kid looks at me, he goes, we have like 30 people at our high school. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <clears throat> That's that's my story of a small town. <laughs> However, I I've, I've been to have I mean I don't know if this but I've been to like Idlewild. Mm-hmm. Idlewild's only like twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's places in California that you visit, but I mean, there's places in Ohio where I used to bicycle tour, where you take all your gear on the back of bicycle, um, camping gear and your tent and bicycle long distance and i remember there's times it's like okay this next city we're gonna this is before gps we're gonna get some water in this next city and we'd be bicycling and bicycling and bicycling it's like where are we and we look (laughs) at the map and it's like oh my god we passed the city and it's like how do we pass the city or town and it would be just like two roads intersecting with a stop stoplight or a stop sign Mm -hmm. and on the corner there might be like maybe a one pump gas station or something like that so i mean i know i've gone through smaller towns but um i couldn't name them all so okay next one have you ever missed a flight oh yeah yes oh yeah 
Okay, so I'm going to talk about one that's somewhat memorable. Um, <laughs> bitter, Northwest <laughs> Airlines. So it's it's post 9-11, but a couple years after 9-11. Like, we'll say about two years. And I'm flying out of John Wayne Airport. Um, and I'm, I got there two hours ahead. Now, this is a domestic flight during the holidays. It's actually around, I'd probably say like December 18th, because I usually fly a few days ahead of the Christmas holiday. And the line there was ridiculous. Super, super long, waiting, waiting, waiting. And now I'm, I'm at the point where I can get to go through the metal detector. And there's a woman ahead of me in a, a wheelchair. Uh, older woman and so you know of course she sets off the metal alarm metal detector so they pull her aside and you know they say female wand down so the one woman goes over to wander down and then I go through the metal detector and I set it off um and they're like well you're gonna have to wait until this you know until she's done with this this other passenger now in meanwhile I could hear my flight being called like last call for northwest <sighs> airline to hell sort of thing and and it was right and I could see the gate because the gate was in my, my my view and I see them they they close the door and I'm just like I, I I'm freaking out I'm like I wave my right to a male they're like you can't do that and I'm like they're they're closing the door and I got there two hours ahead of time. So I get to the gate eventually. Oh, by the way, now this is important to know, what set it off? The underwire in my bra. Okay. <gasps> what? So I'm pissed. Yeah. For it's me? Not That's like why I, I don't wear a metal. <laughs> yeah. So I'm li- like, and literally, like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. So I get to the, the thing. I get to the gate. Uh, the agent's like, sorry, we can't let you on. I'm bawling. I'm pissed because I did everything I was supposed to do. They, you know, ticka, 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 reroute me to at, through LAX. And I've gone on the record about how much I can't stand LAX, but they put me in a cab, send me out there. I've got three hours to kill. I'm in another freaking long line. Ooh. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> and as I'm waiting, I'm like, I am in my head. Because I really don't give a crap what happens to me. I take, I do the, Emily, I don't know if you you can relate to this, but I do the college, I take my bra off through the sleeves of my shirt trick. Sure. Um, and uh, and the guy the behind time, me, yeah, the guy behind me Thank starts Thank you for laughing. asking me. You're welcome. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that time in college. Um, the guy behind me starts laughing. Well, I turn and look and it is Uncle Joey from Full House. Yes, Dave Coulier <gasps> has caught me removing my undergarments <laughs> in a line at LAX. And he's like, I, he goes, and he's laughing. And I'm like, I just, and it's not hitting me because I'm so upset about missing my flight. And this is before cell phones. So, or prolific use of cell phones. So I had to find a payphone to call my family to let them know my travel plans had changed. So I tell him the story and he is just dying. I'm like, I am not missing another flight because Northwest has a problem with my tits. So, <laughs> sorry, we'll edit that one out. Um, and so, yeah, so that's my most memorable. I mean, I missed, you know, other flights, but for stupid reasons, like being too intoxicated to fly. But that one's my most oh, memorable. No. <laughs> Okay. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> but hey, you got to meet freaking Uncle that. Joey. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, I was I was fit to be tied. <laughs> my uh, missing a flight is not nearly as exciting or frustrating. 
Uh, it was just uh, when I was younger, we used to travel like every single school break, right? Because my mom knew that once we got older, our schedules would be crazier. Anyways, we were in Atlanta. We were flying out of Atlanta, Georgia, because we had a family uh, reunion that summer in at Lake Lanier. So we were flying back home. And um, my mom, it was just my mom, myself, my brother, and my cousin. And because we're all from California and my aunt didn't come. Anyways, uh, the, the four of us, actually, we were checking in to the flight on those little kiosks. And I don't know if this is a this was a new rule or we just didn't know. But the whole like check, you got to check in 30 minutes before your flight. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I don't know if that was like a new rule back then or if we just always checked in super early. So we just didn't even realize that was a rule. But it basically got to the point where three of us were able to check in before the half hour deadline. And the fourth person missed it by like a minute. And they just would not a do anything. Yeah, they would not do anything about it. Um, and it was my cousin who's uh, obviously we were all children at that time. So my mom was the only adult. Mm. And she would, we were, I mean, to me, I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, we'll just take the next flight. I didn't really understand what was happening. Uh, I, but that was like the first experience and the only experience I hope uh, where my mom was like, okay, next time we must remember to check in 30 minutes before. Um, I don't remember how long we were stuck in the airport or like until we got our next flight. But I just remember that being like, mm-hmm. oh God, three out of four of us <laughs> got in, but he missed it by a minute. And they just refused. It was, uh, yeah. That's nuts. Especially with a minor. Right? Yeah. So, um, I would go with, uh, I've missed tons of flights. Uh, wait, not, I mean, once again, not of my own fault, but essentially <laughs> late connecting flights, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, and it always seems to be united and it always seems to be during the winter and it's always going into, um, a Chicago O'Hare. O'Hare is so big. It's just like, it's so big during the winter. The winters are so terrible. I don't know why they put their hub in a place that closes down as much as it does, but it just (laughs) seems like every time I fly to, um, uh, O'Hare, I always end up staying like every other time I end up staying the night. Um, and at least back then they would actually give you a hotel stay for free. Yeah. The good old days, you know, now it's, it's all up to you, but, um, or you just sleep in the, in the, um, airport. But, uh, and, and that's where I learned to always pack one pair of extra underwear or socks in my, um, Because I I usually was traveling long distance or for like a week or two, so I would have to bring a big suitcase. Mm -hmm. But always now, there's always one pair of underwear, one pair of socks rolled up at the bottom of my carry-on computer bag, Mm -hmm. plus like contact lenses and glasses. Um, so, So just because I just and anytime I go to there is there's always, you know, that's where I learned how to do that. So, okay, uh, what? inspires you to travel oh i for me i would say curiosity yeah Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just have this, yeah. like, I want to experience new things. Um, curiosity would top the list, adventure. Um, yeah, break me out of my routine, even when I, like, as even as I crave my routine <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and just to make memories. I would much rather have memories than stuff. That was so well said. Same here. <laughs> Coffee's kicking in. Thank goodness. <laughs> Lee, uh, yeah. you won the podcast for the day. We can quit now. <laughs> oh, and who knew it only involves stripping in public? <laughs> it's a whole new podcast. Um, what inspires me to travel? I think it is because, same thing like you, Lee, I love traveling. I like seeing new things, learning new things. But um, I love where we live in Southern California. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but I'm always, I know that the rest of the world, there are so many wonderful things. Um, I want to learn about them. And lots of times I bring them back with me, their customs. So I go to other countries like, oh, they do this here. I'm going to bring that back with me. I Oh, in London, they, they, they have this fabulous tea. I start buying that tea and I start using the tea here in the United States. Oh, here they have these types of television shows. Oh, that's what we have Netflix for or, you know, and, and subtitles. Oh, totally. So I like the, yeah, I love learning about other things from other countries. And then when I come home, it makes me appreciate home more. Mm -hmm. And then yes. also um, I bring a little bit of those countries back with me. So um, I bring the best of what I learned from them. And uh, I incorporate it in my daily life, I think so. Okay, uh, number nine, do you keep a journal while traveling? Ooh, I used to, and then I stopped writing because I got too lazy. Uh, so now I have a, a photo journal. It's called my phone. Um, <laughs> so I'll take pictures, obviously, tons of pictures, and then I can always... I just love how smart our smartphones are now. It could tell you the general area you were in, the time you took the place. And even, uh, at least on the iPhone, you can see, actually, like, it'll tell you the general area, but then it'll give you a map now. And you can actually kind of pinpoint where you were that day, that time, whatnot. Um, yeah, that's Crazy. kind of my lazy, my lazy method now. But I did, I used to, I used to have, like, I used to journal, like, every day even at home. And then I used to journal like um, traveling too, but yeah. And then I just got lazy. Oh, and then sometimes, well now when I'm not lazy, my non-lazy version is taking little video clips. Cause you know, photos are awesome, but it's just one snapshot. If you take a video, a couple seconds or whatever, you can actually, you know, hear the sounds, get a better feeling of what's going on. And when I have time or when I'm feeling up to it, I'll just, cut them all together and make a little a video of my last trip. But again, that's if, I, if I'm lazy, I won't really do that, <laughs> but mm -hmm. that's mine. <laughs> sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. No. Um, I bring my journal with me, but I, I just get so caught up in trying to see and do everything. But what I do make time for do for is postcards. And I always send myself a few postcards, my, the postcards to myself are are literally bullet points and, and I'll try and number the postcards. Cause sometimes I might like sit down and just write like three to myself at a time. So I kind of have like a, a, a flow to them. Uh, and so that has always been my, and that provides me both the pick, like 
because postcards usually are outstanding pictures, um, no matter mm-hmm. how good my camera is on my phone. Um, I always save certain ones for myself that, that, that had, you know, kind of capture a moment or something unique that I will remember more so than just anybody else. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's always my fallback if I haven't journaled, cause I'll start a journal entry and then all of a sudden shiny object comes along and I'm like, <laughs> I have a great paragraph about, I had this, this morning I had a great breakfast and then I went to squirrel. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like you're super detailed the first day. And by the last day, it's like, I woke up. <laughs> that's it. And now, or I'll write, sometimes I do write on the plane, um, because I'm not really going anywhere. It's, it, it, that helps a little bit because I'll talk about like on my way out, what I'm excited about, what I want to see. And then on the way back, like, oh, yeah, I did a few of these things. So I do try if I can on the plane. I do not keep a journal, an official journal, but I do take lots of photos mm-hmm. like you, Emily. Mm-hmm. And I also take a lot of video. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially now with my daughter, um, the thing is that I want to show her i want her she may not remember it by the time she when she's a little bit older but at least she has video showing she's been to these places and maybe when she's older she'll go revisit them Mm -hmm. um so um i have been known in the past i i have a bunch of gopros and stuff like that and then i'll just put the gopro onto the strap of my backpack Mm -hmm. and just turn it on and just leave it on and go for a walk that's a good idea so um, yeah, so like if you know you're going to be in a part of town that's scenic or something like that in particular or in a museum or whatever, I'll just put it on and now with the anti-shake and stuff like that, yeah. they're really good. And then you once even when you import it, you can even reduce the shake even more. But I just put that on my bag, walk around a museum and such like that, and then like decide what I'm going to keep later. And memory chips are so cheap now. Um but um that's really nice to do. Uh you got to remember to turn it off when you go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, so it's like, true. it's like I go in the bathroom. Oh, geez. You know, I'll actually take my hat off and I'll put it onto it because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need to say more. Um, the other thing I do is um, because my daughter's so young, you know, you have to, you can take a picture and she doesn't remember it being there. So I've been, I'm an ex artist and so what I'll do is I'll bring little uh, blank books. And if we go to a museum, we'll find something in the museum and we'll draw it. Mm. So if we find something particularly beautiful or something that we like, we'll come. We'll, most museums will let you take a pencil, take a pencil. We'll take a pencil out and we'll make a sketch of our favorite thing in the museum and spend a minute or two making a couple sketches. And I noticed that when you have a sketch, um, she remembers it better because she's actively involved with it instead of just hitting a button. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Okay. um, We're going to go 10 questions. I think we will quit after this one because we've got a lot. We spent a lot of time. I didn't know it was going to take this long. Number 11. What is your favorite European city? Emily, I'll let you go first. Oh, geez. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, it seems right to say London again, since I said that was my favorite capital. But I don't know if that's... I'm going to go with London, because I 
there's more to explore and they speak English and I love their accents. Uh, Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, and I love like people, I mean, London's kind of known or England, the UK, that whole area is known to be, um, it was super gloomy. Right. But that's actually my favorite kind of weather. Um, I love it when it's like sixties and gray outside. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, I think, yes, I'm going to go with London until somewhere else wows me more. Okay. And since you picked London, thank you for making it easier for me. I'm going to pick Galway, Ireland. That's on my bucket list. Oh, (laughs) or just Ireland in general. (laughs) Well, and Ireland is fantastic. And I loved me. Um, I I mean, I loved Dublin and I I saw both sides of the Liffey and stuff like that. Um, but there's something special about Galway. I mean, it's it's the birthplace of the clattering. Um, it's got an amazing. It's it's got such a robust music scene that is just it's it's off the hook and uh, great food. It's a cute little village. So I, that's I'm gonna pick Galway. I'm gonna pick Paris because that's the name of our podcast. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would because that, that was all like London and Paris were tied for me. So I thought I'd throw the, the left curve out there. Yeah. You know what? I, you know, London, I think it's a close second. Oh, well, Rome. Yeah. I was oh. thinking Rome too. That was oh. my follow up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a rough one. But Paris is, mm-hmm. I think kind of like, the, like like the Paragon is Paragon. It, it's it's when I think of travel and I, it's just like it, it's something that's even though it's common, is still it's just like oh you're going to Paris, and and there's a reason for it. Is it's the culture, it's the language, it's it's the art, it's the food. I mean, it's this perfect amalgam of all these things that I look for in a city. Um, the only reason london may actually lose out is because they do speak english (laughs) um this is strange i like the fish out of water sensation Mm -hmm. oh i Um, get that yeah i i like the sensation of um not being somewhere that i'm perfectly comfortable with and um that sensation makes me excite it excites me um not not you know not being able to speak the language makes it difficult you know um so I'm going to go with Paris. Mm. <clears throat> Plus the pubs and restaurants don't close as early as they do in London. Like I loved London, but I, because I'm always walking around and stuff, it seemed like when we were ready to sit down and have dinner, the kitchen had just closed. So dang, I've got to drink another beer. Oh yeah. Um, whereas <laughs> Paris, I mean, they're eating, you know, you got a family sitting down at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So. Um, oh, Rome too. Mm-hmm. So. Madrid, yeah. Madrid, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> all of them. dinner and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we only, that was only 11, was that 11 questions then? 10 or, 10? or 11. 10 or 11. Anyways, yeah. wow. That was like so little to what we thought we would accomplish. That Which means we have so many more questions to ask. We got 10 <laughs> of these to go, but we won't do them in a row. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning into our Ask Me Anything episode we hope that you guys had as much fun as we did uh what did you guys think let us know about let us know about your thoughts or whatever you want to talk about on our social media channels or you can find more photos of our adventures from around 
the world, interesting articles, and more. And if you're newer to our podcast, welcome, because we don't just talk about topical things. We also talk a lot about destinations. Check out some of our classic podcasts on Italy, Taiwan, and of course, France, just to name a few. Meet Us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.